Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter. You are listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sport Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with the Gunners Town, the dangerous duo, the dynamic twosome are back in the building. It is Chris Howard and Charlie East leading us forward for the next hour to talk everything where the Gunners are concerned. But as always, you can have your say tonight. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. You can WhatsApp on the same number. There's no point arguing on Twitter with Charlie East anymore. Give us a call and just sat to his face. It's, <laughs> it's a much better proposition if you disagree or you agree with all of the Arsenal hot takes you're going to hear this evening because they are hot because Arsenal are in Dubai till tomorrow, a warm weather training camp. The importance of team bonding, as Arteta says. It's nice when the players can finish training and go for a coffee with one another, which I thought was the main take that I took from that, Chris. <laughs> what I'm taking is, is old Charlie Hawkins dropping a few puns there with the uh, the old hot. Did you like that? Yeah, I did, mate. I've only been working Why on not? it for 48 hours. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be talking about uh, uh, Leno's comments about Unai Emery, someone who's been in the news today because obviously a lot of players are talking about Unai just saying they didn't really enjoy it under him. Unai's really sort of come back today and said he stopped the decline when he took over at Arsenal. Um, I'm not quite sure what he means by that, but we're going to talk about that. Then we're going to look at the next four or five games or so, rounding up February. It's Newcastle and Everton in the league, and it is obviously the tie in the Europa League with Olympiacos and then we will be joined by Gavin Webster who is a comedian and Newcastle fan to tell us all obviously about the game on the weekend those teams coming back from the break well obviously the puns were needed I've sold it because we have someone phoning into the studio already this time Sam from Islington Sam really good to get you on your Arsenal take I've not even got Chris and Charlie's opinion yet it's alright there, no... <laughs> there was no game on the weekend but I know you want to talk a little bit about Ozil oh, I want him at the club now oh, oh. at the club now blimey don't hold okay. back, Sam. Sam, why? <laughs> Sam, why? This guy is on more money than Kevin De Bruyne. Can you ask me what he's actually done in the last six years? Well, six years, I think that's a little bit harsh. I mean, I would certainly agree with you in the last two years. And uh, there was some interesting stats that came out today. I think it was Ask Blog, actually, and it was 7am kickoff has produced some really interesting stats about uh, the... Uh, the decline in Meza Ozil. But actually, when you look at some of the stats, yes, he has declined. There's no doubt about that. I think Charlie... I'm myself, sick of Ozil stats. Charlies, sort of no, no, but yeah, they have, well, what I'm saying is it, it proves that You've they, they, they have declined. I'm with Sam, yeah. However, <laughs> you can't argue that the whole team has declined terribly in the last this this season, to certain. But unfortunately, what Sam has just said there, the team has declined, yet, yeah, but Meza Ozil's on 350 grand a week. Are we getting our money's worth? Absolutely not. Sam, is there a case that you don't even want to see potentially uh, a reinvigorated Ozil under Arteta now that they have been away and, and see if maybe Arteta is the man and the coach to make him flourish? I'll obviously draw Willock on it to the end of the season. I don't want him even playing. Just want to see Willock there, the main man. You think, do you think he's good enough though, Sam, honestly? Well, do tell me what Ozil offers. Zero assists, zero goals, one goal. No, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not an Ozil 
fan at the minute. I think he does need a time out of the team. But what does worry me a little bit with Willock, he's, he's good, he's got a lot of energy, a lot of hustle and bustle. Is he really that creative player we need in that hole, though? Me, personally, I'd like to see Ceballos. All he does is little five-yard passes and flicks, and his fan boys put clip it on Twitter. He's not good enough for Arsenal anymore. No, I, I tend to agree with you, mate. I really do. And I think it, we got. We, I would like to see him moved on in the summer. And realistically, if he, if, it, if that is the plan, which I, I would like to hope it is, is it worth still persevering with him? Sam, just quickly then, moving away from Ozil, obviously, what did you make of the Arteta appointment then? Because we know fans, we can be fickle, we can change our opinion just as quick. Obviously, it's an unbeaten start to the year, that's how I'm looking here, but it is two wins in 17. Are you pleased with the appointment? Uh, what have you seen so far? I want to tell Mourinho, not someone who puts the, pep, the cones of Pep Guardiola. I mean... I think I would probably respectfully disagree on that one because I think Jose Mourinho is the type of individual that is disrupted within the club. I think we're already starting to see some signs of that within Tottenham. I also don't think that since he's arrived at Tottenham, we've seen a massive new manager bounce. I think what Arteta has done, and again, Sam, this is just my personal opinion, is I think he has affected a change in mentality in the team. I think some of the results haven't gone their way, but as we've talked about on this show, sometimes it's almost a little bit, like there's been some mitigating circumstances. You know, we've had red cards, we've had injuries, we've had, you know, he's, he's been playing Saka, who, let's be honest, has been absolutely fantastic at left back, but... He's a left winger, but he's, been, he's, he's done a fantastic job. He's, he's adapted and Arteta has shown that he's shifting the team. If you look at the structure of the play, you know, when we've, when we've got the ball, you've got Xhaka dropping into that left back sort of slot and then that, that allows uh, Saka to be able to push on. So, you know, there's some intelligence that I'm starting to see from these footballers. Yeah, we really appreciate your call, Sam, into the studio. If you want to talk to the guys, if you've got any Arsenal grievances that you want to get off your chest, just like Sam, you can call as well. 0208 70 20 558. Ozil, don't even want him to start. Don't want to see him. Don't want to see him in that shirt, Chris. So I, I think I can understand what Sam's saying. I can understand yeah. that there are frustrations and I think probably there is a decline in the player and perhaps we do need to start looking beyond that and certainly you know he's only got a contract until the end of next season and Arsenal aren't going to renew it in a million years are they not unless Ozil decides that he's going to become philanthropic and and then he's going to he's happy to play for 50 grand a week or something but even then potentially there's this decline so we have to start looking beyond that I can understand the desire to see, you know, Willock playing on a more regular basis. What I will say about Willock is that he started the season really well. He then had a dipping form because he's a young player and this and this happens with young players. So I would be reluctant to just say, you know, let's absolutely bin off one of our big earners completely and play Willock because we've got him. You can't get rid of it, Meza Ozil. We've got him between now and the end of the season. And if you do start to see that dip in form from Willock, like we've, again, Gendouzi is another one. We've seen a dip in form. He's pulled him out of the team. He put him back in and we had, we had a great response in the Burnley, in the Bournemouth game from uh, from Gendouzi. So, so what I'm trying to say is that young, I guess my point is young players 
are inconsistent. And you cannot just say, right, we're just going to purely rely on young players because there is still a bit to play for this season. Yeah, I think we can revisit this maybe a little bit later on in the show. Young players and the future under Arteta. Let's bring it back, Charlie, to that obviously warm weather training camp. We know the players are out in Dubai. They didn't have a game on the weekend. This is the first time that Arteta has managed to have some time away with the players, work on tactics, work on anything that he chooses without the worry of a game, getting the players up to speed. How vital is this period away? I think it's I think it's extremely vital for us. I think although the results have not come lately, the structure and the organisation of the team has been so much better. I mean, just I'll go, we'll talk about Dubai in a minute, but I think since Arteta's come in, we've become hard to beat again. I know we're not getting the wins, and going forward, it's not the same. But we're hard to beat, and all Arsenal fans wanted really was us to be harder to beat. We let in so many goals, we conceded so many shots. Do you know what I mean all that that stat that you hate that I hate? <laughs> but Arteta has all right. We're not getting the wins, but we're hard to beat now. And you can't work on the defensive structure and working out to defend as a unit and all that, and be scoring free flowing goals up the other end. It, it just doesn't happen. Because they're working on trying to get themselves solid at the back, don't concede, work harder, and all that. And at the moment, I think that is showing. I, I think it's showing. And when you when you have this sort of trip to Dubai, I think that, I think it's come at the perfect time for us because we did have a draw against Burnley. We were getting a few draws, weren't we? So the little break has come at a good time for us. And I don't need. I mean, team bonding, getting all the players with each other again, and so on. And you want them to be mates you know, yeah. obviously footballers be friends and they, and Arteta's done it so well let them, bring their, let them go out there a couple of days early have a nice holiday bring your family come along he's made them actually go to family meals all together so mm. the players the families everyone in a room together and just a bit of team we'll get the new boys that Mari and Suarez involved again and just get a good feel good factor around he, the club do, do we think that that was lost a little bit under Unai Chris you know because you can't underline the importance of camaraderie between the players wanting to win for each other fight for each other in those games in that 90 minutes yep I think definitely and even Lacazette has said um, I don't know if that's come out today or was that yesterday but Lacazette has come out yeah, we've seen the Ozil stuff as well um, Lacazette has been telling us that you know we feel a lot more happy now, happier now. We're more together now. And we'll talk about the Leno comments, obviously, after the break. But for me, that has been one of the big things. And I, I'm sure I read somewhere that the players have talked up how when Arteta first arrived at the club, it wasn't to get in and say, right, here's all our tactics. Here's all of your, here's all your homework to go away. The first thing he said is, you need to start looking after each other. Yep. You need to get each other's backs. This is all about fostering a positive environment. And that's what he tried to do before he did anything else, which is absolutely the right that's thing. Key. Because the, the important things in football, confidence, momentum, um, team camaraderie, and you've got things like structure and the tactical sort of um, abilities of players and the technical side of it. But we were completely missing confidence and any kind of structure and, and team camaraderie w was essentially eroded away over a period of months in, in Unai Emery's reign this season. Yeah, I, I agree, and I do think that the team now do look a lot more together. I mean, I think that I see. I heard someone say the other day, um, Ornstein was talking about the the effect Arteta's had, and he was saying about how David Luiz has become such a leader in that dressing room in that pack, and you can see it on the pitch since Arteta's come in. You can see that Luiz has become that leader, like little things that before the game now, he gets all the players in, he's doing his speech like a captain would. Mm. Granit Xhaka was on his way out of Arsenal, really. Herbert Berlin had lined up. Arteta has come in. He's virtually said to him, I, I want you, I need you, I need you in this team. And you can see now that even Xhaka, people were 
to this day will still disagree with me because they they just got that Granit Xhaka they want to have a dig at him. He's been superb last few weeks for yep. what he is. Him and Torreira in the middle was our best two centre midfielders. I said it all along, and he has been better because he looks like he's got a bit of love now from from the from the manager and the and the team around it, and he, he looks better for it. Even as much as I can't stand Mustafi. <laughs> fair dudes and fair dudes. He played quite well against Burnley. Yeah. Okay, and, and that's because he's maybe just got a little bit more. Mm. I'd still love to see him go, but I just think that if a player's getting the right encouragement and they feel good from the manager and the teammates around them, they're just naturally going to play better. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And that that last bit of the Unai Emery tenure, it was just so to- and, and the Wenger bit it was so toxic in the ground on the pitch. You'd see players waving their arms about each other. And it's just not good. You're never going to do well as a unit if that sort of stuff's going on. Yeah, and I think... So, again, we've talked about the, the results haven't exactly come so far, but Arteta took over and he was effectively... It was game, yeah. rest, um, training, game, rest, training, game. So this is the first time where they've had time together and he's talked about it. You know, the players have talked about it. Again, you've got Ozil coming out today and saying... You know, there's going to be you're going to see an improvement in the in the next few weeks because we've been able to be together. We've been able to spend some time together. But actually, what I found interesting was Arteta made other little comments just before they left. One of the things he said was it would be really good for us to to be together even on the de- the downtime. So he mentioned something about you know having coffee together and little yeah. things like that. You know, they're all in the same hotel instead of just being at London Colney. You finish your work, you head back to your family, you don't see your teammates until the next day. You know, they're they're, they're practically on top of each other now yep. inside in, in the hotel so they're going to be with their families they're going to be with each other and that's going to be really really important I really hope it makes a big difference I'm getting excited for Saturday, Sunday sorry I see a brilliant video um, yeah, uh, yes I think it was yesterday it must have been last night or the night before all the players are in the look like the Car- Carvalho Club in Dubai and they're all just there they've got all the bottles coming over and the sparklers they, yeah, they just look like they're having yeah. a good time they're all filming having a laugh and you've got the certain people with each other who look like they've got Lacazette with Pepe Maitland Niles Ganduzi Aubameyang Xhaka was over the back with Leno and Holding and Tierney and they just look like they're having a, a good time do you know what I mean so yeah. and when you and then you see another video today David Luiz posted a video today where he's taking the mick out of everyone asleep you've seen that yeah. where he's waking all the players it's just a little bit of a it makes as a, yeah, as a fan you watch it you get a little bit oh nice and even my I've got a lot of mates now a friend of mine Alex um, alright that popular <laughs> <laughs> he got to the point where the geezer drained me he just drained me how negative he was about Arsenal he goes asking me every game but he just drained me how negative he was and he just gave me up I didn't want to talk to him but now he's just so Mr Positive about yeah. Arsenal again and I think lots of people were becoming that yeah. and and it's so much better to be in that sort of state of mind in a, in a football yeah. ground or in a car on the way to football Absolutely. Well, it leads to chemistry. It leads to brotherhood. What, what did you say his name was, Charlie? Alex. Alex, if you want to call up, you can have your reply, mate. He's, Charlie said you drained the life <laughs> out of him at Arsenal Ooh. and you go every game. And this is on national radio. I mean, it's unbelievable. He and he be listening, yeah. <laughs> well, you've drained him, clearly. We are going to be talking about Emery's comments and Leno's all to come next. Misses. Don't worry about that. <laughs> Love Sport. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Chris Howard and Charlie East, and yet still no call from Alex. You are missing in action, Alex. We need you back. This is your platform <laughs> to have your reply tonight. As it is every fan, tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 
70-20-558. Let's talk now because a lot's been made in the news lately, Chris. A lot of headlines. Unai's been doing the fair rounds of talking about his time at the club and you had a pretty good analogy in a break. Spot on. Yeah, yeah. Chris, I mean, I'm not going up. I won't claim it because um, <laughs> no, it was another person. It. it was claim another it. person on Twitter. But um, Unai is in job search mode, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Unai is in job search mode now, isn't he? So he's not exactly going to say, "Yeah, I was, uh, I was a bit rubbish in my last job," and he's, that's not going to get him a job, is it? But if he can go in front of the press and say, "Oh, well, you know, the fans were against me towards the end, and that's what caused the downfall," or you know. We didn't have the captains. That was another thing that he's picked up. Or, you know, I, they, they, I didn't exactly get the types of the exact types of players that I wanted. Then that's always going to have an impact. And to be honest with you, I don't blame him for um, for wanting to, you know, pump himself with a positive light. But I think, that, I think as you were saying, Charlie, during the break, the fans have pretty much gone hard in. They've gone too fitted on him since he left. The players. They? Yeah, the, the fans and the, players. and the players. But I think as well, let's break down a nice thing as well. It was on to an eyed into nothing. Coming after Arsene Wenger, he was on to an eyed into nothing. Right, and the first year, we'd done all right, first six months. People singing, we got our Arsenal back. 23 Arsenal, game unbeaten I mean? streak. Lovely, yeah. <clears throat> first season, he got us to our first European Cup final in 14 years. Yeah. We missed out on top four by one point. I know it was catastro- catastrophic at the end, but we missed out by one point. Completely folded, Charlie. Completely yeah. folded. But the players got a lot of blame for that. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. Okay, the players had a lot of like, yeah, blame for that. Yeah, but also the structure and the, you know, he played uh, El Nenny and I know, and Jenkinson and Gen- against Palace, yeah, you know, I know. Things like okay. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. but if all of a sudden. Can't have a bad word said about Jenko. No, but what I'm saying <laughs> is, if all of a sudden you're going to win that 2 0, which st- realistically that team should still do, Crystal Palace at home, Master Strike, well done, he saved him for Valencia in the week, and we get to the final. Okay, it didn't happen. Mustafi played centre half, done what he'd done to Zaha, <laughs> cost us. But I won't talk about him much more. And then after Baku, we got tonked in the final day, didn't we? We got, we got tonked. First half played really well, second half, we got walloped. And then those people who, oh, who knows, he's doing all right, didn't really. He already had the people who were never backing him because of anger. You had the people who was there, oh, yeah, he's done all right. Lost out Champions League, lost your League final, it's got to go. So then you're losing more fan base. Start of the season, we didn't do that well. So then he's losing another bunch. It, it, it's probably, bar David Moyes' job, probably the hardest job in football, following Arsene Wenger. Yeah, I think, but I think the challenge was. But, but is, what it might have done is generally allowed Arteta a clean slate. Do you know what I mean? Because now people... Because we're so rock bottom. No, exactly, no, but you're right. But now everyone's fully behind mm. him. So it might be, for the benefit of that, it might work well Everyone sees how much work there is to be done now. Exactly. I tell so, you, so I'll tell you where I stand on this. Um, I, like you, was happy to give Emery the benefit of the doubt. And even last season, you know, last season, the, the end of the season and then that cup final really hit me hard. Oh, I yeah. thought, you know, have a good summer, come back and let's see what happens. I think deep down, even last season, there were little issues that cropped up that I was in my mind I was willing to just park you know there was the he he's before Christmas we were setting up in a certain pressing style that was working last year yep and then he changed it stopped and nobody knows why he changed it he it felt like we had the blueprint and then he completely flip-flopped and then what happened is when things started going when things weren't going wrong right right at the beginning of the season like we we're two wins out of two and you know really well against played really well against Burnley game but as soon as I think we then played, we let them play Watford or something like that, and we would. It was just, 
it was Tunu just cha- he just changed his mind too much uh-huh. and he couldn't stick by a certain philosophy and that's what really and Torreira, the Torreira thing, the Torreira thing was a bit baffling because you look at Torreira now coming under Arteta playing where he should be playing he looks superb again well, but, should be playing. He, he started Guendouzi in the Burnley game. There was game. the captain situation as yeah, well. I mean, just have some guts and pick a captain. He should. I mean, this five, that five captain stuff was ridiculous. Yeah, and I'd, and something else. And I said it before on the show before about we were playing really well. We we're looking good, and that injury to Ramsey happened, and we had finally found our shape to press. Then I was about to go back in. He doesn't do mm-hmm. what Ramsey does. Well, actually, we want to talk a little bit about Anne Ramsey, but before that, Charlie, you mentioned it. A few of the <coughs> players, not just the fans, have had pops at Unai. Yeah. Leno's comments saying we didn't know what we were doing. Players saying they feel more happier now. Ozil saying he's playing, he's happier. What do you make about the players' comments from the side of it as well? It's a bit, it's a bit damning for him, but I also think it's a little bit of a get-out as well. I think it's, it's easy to say that when someone's gone. Do you know what I mean? It, it is. Mm. And Ozil, let's get saying right. I, I I backed Unai in his thing with Ozil last year. He dropped me as Ozil. He had the bottle to actually do it. And we didn't miss Ozil at all. That run we done, that 23 going, Ozil hardly played. So we didn't miss him as Ozil at all. And he should have been dropped earlier probably than that. And he had the bottle to... And Unai brought... You would, look at Saka. Saka wouldn't be playing now if it wasn't for Emery. He's the one who brought him through, brought all the youth through. Smith through. First game of the season this year, he started Nelson and... Um, Willock. Nelson and Willock. They were excellent. So he... He has got his. He has. He has got his things that he, I thought has done well. He did bring through the youth and give him a chance, which another manager may not have done that. So, but you know, I mean, it's what it is. What it is. He's a bit of a full guy. Um, just looking on now, future. I'll take us in. Well, looking on, looking on at the future, but maybe we could be looking at the past uh, via the future, uh, Chris, because Aaron Ramsey can't force his way into the Juventus lineup at the minute. Went on a free. We know 400 grand that he's getting. You know, everyone's calling him. Stay there. Maybe, well, a bit of a cash count. I want that kid back. I'd love him back. I think the challenge is is that A, Juve would want a fee. There's no way Mm. Arsenal pay that. B, there's no way Arsenal. Arsenal made. Um, an error with their financial stru- structure and thank you very much even Gazidis again by paying Ozil the 350 grand a week it's not Ozil's fault that he he, he, get, he got that even Gazidis you know happy days when he went off to Milan uh, glad to see the back of the guy but you know there's the wages and there's the injury prone and then his profile age as well there's absolutely no sell on value from from getting an Aaron Ramsey now I joked on Twitter saying I think we should have Aaron Ramsey back if we pay no loan fee get him on the loan for a season and pay him a fraction of his wages because the top but it, maybe it's not an Aaron Ramsey but it's the type of player that we need the type of player that we need which Aaron Ramsey has historically fit the bill for is um, somebody who <coughs> we need a goal scoring midfielder because we don't get enough goals I think we can all agree that right yep. we need um, a creative player that can actually link the midfield uh, and the attack because we, we've not Ozil's supposed to do that he's just not no, at the moment. I think that's one so, of the positions we miss the most exactly and we, and we need somebody who is energetic and a driver of the ball and when I saw um, Willock play when I saw Willock play against Bournemouth and he was chasing back and winning the balls back higher at the pitch I thought if you did that 19 games out of 20 then you would be in the team every single week because that's exactly the type of player that we need because Willock has got a good uh, passing range I think um, he's actually not a bad tackler he doesn't go to ground that I like much, his energy I like the way he's he moves about and that's what we, we need we need energetic we need that creative player that can be the connector and we need a player that can score goals Willock's already scored a, a couple of goals not loads but he scored a couple of goals so maybe it's an maybe it's uh, maybe it is Willock 
maybe it's an, an upgrade that we need. I mean, we were talking outside, Charlie, and you love a bit of Jack Greenish. Jack Greenish. So. If we're focused on any player realistically this summer, mine would be Jack Greenish. Well, seemingly he's very close to a Man United deal. There's lots of rumours that he could be going to United. We've always heard the rumour that he loves Emirates. It's his favourite Premier League stadium. But he can play there 25 times a Rams, season if he joins Ramsey as well. I mean, I know everyone goes, oh, nice sentimental. and He dropped us out like a drop of a hat, mate. He did. I deal. remember you we had, had a, a little Twitter spat with his up, agent. With his agent. Mm. We had a deal lined up. His agent tried playing silly buggers, getting an extra 15, 20 grand a week. And Arsenal was like, no, you're taking the absolute mickey. We had taken, <laughs> we had a, we had something in place. You've gone and, whether it's lies or not, you've said, oh, so you can get X amount at Chelsea and Liverpool. And Arsenal went, well, go on then, have that. And I totally agree with him. As much as I love Ramsey, I thought he'd done well. He did not warrant the money he wanted for the amount of games he plays. The geezer's never played a full season for Arsenal, ever. Getting back, we're trying to be moving forward. Why are we looking back? He's gone, mm. he's gone. Thank you very much, cheers. Thanks to them two FA Cup final goals, lovely jubbly. Great, move on. Get someone now, invest properly in someone around 24 or 25 who we can, who's going to be our centre midfield, we're going to build our team around for the next five, six years. The problem is, I can't argue with any of that. If anything, mm. I agree with everything Charlie just said. My only... I don't want to say he knows the club <clears throat> and he can still offer something, I believe, at the mm. football, the but level we're at. It's going to cost us a fortune. Oh, he's, no, he's I'm, not, I'm not saying let's go at 100% and do it. He's on 300 grand a week at Juve. Mm. He's getting nowhere near that here at Arsenal at all. He's not, and nor should he. He, sh- he, he dropped us out. I, 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 there's a there's a hundred players out there better than Aaron Ramsey we can get. Can we get them, though? That is James the Madison. James this Madison. Is bit, you look at, the thing is, Grealish, Grealish might be one that is available depending on how how well or poorly Villa's season goes. Someone like Madison, we wouldn't get anywhere near him because Leicester had won an absolute yeah. fortune. Well, apparently he's just about to sign a new deal as well, yeah. very close you're to that. You're talking about 780. Leverkusen, is he, he going to demand big uh, money? Have we got the money in the summer? That's uh, the big debate. I think you're going to see a major shake-up in the summer at Arsenal. We could see a major shake-up. What do you reckon? And also... Do you want Ramsey back at Arsenal? No. Maybe we should start a little poll on Love Sport Radio. Yes or no, Ramsey back at the Gunners. Tweet us at Love Sport Radio or call us 0208 7020 558. We're also going to be looking at the next few games to round at February and talking to Gavin Webster, comedian and Newcastle fan. Love Sports. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins, joined in the studio with Chris Howard and Charlie East from Gunnerstown, talking everything where Arsenal are concerned. Obviously, how important this winter training break is. The boys have gone out to Dubai looking. Could Aaron Ramsey be making his way back to Arsenal, the prodigal son? little bit of talk on Unai. He's comments today, players' comments directed at him also. But now, though, before we talk about the next games to round out February... I just want to talk about other few players that have made an appearance in Dubai. Tierney coming back to fitness. How important is it? Not just for them, but we could be getting players like that back. And obviously, the whole centre-back landscape and situation. because we know He's we've got signed... millions of them all of a sudden, hasn't he? We've got a squad of centre-backs, Chris. <laughs> what are we going to do, especially now we've both got year, come the summertime? Charlie's just happy because it means Mustafi's right down on that path. I don't, I don't think that. he will. That's, that's worries me. Um, Pablo Mare, he's, uh, Arteta's virtue said he's going to be fit and into contention for selection on Sunday I think so if I'm if I'm to guess Louise is number one centre back so probably first name on the team sheet yeah I then it gets a bit difficult doesn't it because I would have said Sogradis but actually Mustafi's 
I know you're not gonna like this. He's had a couple Don't of good you games. Don't say it, Chris. He's had a couple of good That's games. That's all right. He's quick. had one. I get a feeling that um, Pablo Marie is going to be maybe in at three. Because Rob Holding's still not 100% fit. The only fit. thing that worries me, not doesn't worry me, but why I don't think you'll get Mari and Louise playing with each other. They're both left-footed. So Louise the, isn't left-footed. Isn't he? He's been playing on the left. Oh, yeah, he plays on the left, but he's, he's not right left-footed. Footed. Oh, in that case, put Louise on the right and then Mari on the left. Perfect, that's me. I don't think they'll play them just on what foot they are. I don't, no, I think they will. I think the balance they will. I think, I think, they well, that, I think that's why Arteta is signing, but I don't know if he's going to throw him straight into that Newcastle lineup for that one reason only. Perhaps... Um, Olympiakos mm, is an is an option. Although he might go a, a, a strong team against Olympiakos oh, away, to. and then at home, it's you know, a massive a, month right. in terms of the the next two league games, both at home, Newcastle and Everton, and then the Olympiakos tie. We, we're going to know so much more after these we, next four we, games, we, Charlie. I, I, I th- if we finish sixth or seventh, and we win a cup, I'm over the moon. Sixth or seventh, and no cup. Well, that's still, that's still an improvement. It's still an improvement. We've, we've been tenth since. You, you know what? I did read something. You do not want to finish seventh this year. If Man City win the Carabao Cup, and then the team wins the FA Cup that's in the Champions League, the team that finishes seventh has to start their season on July. Like the July the eighteenth. What Wolves have done this season? Yeah, and I don't want us to do that. Yeah, you do. You'll be away. You'll be in Portugal somewhere, <laughs> like when we're playing a very low Europa League game. Uh, yeah, I'll probably be somewhere like. Kazakhstan FC Algarve <laughs> FC Algarve yeah. it'd be all over it yeah no we'll, that'd, that'd be good yeah <laughs> but uh, a new trip new, new ground off the list um, I'm actually going to Cheltenham Brentford this year because I've never been Brentford before so alright it's not the Charlie East <laughs> fan show let's keep it on Arsenal here we're not ticking off your boxes of how many grounds you've been to if, was, if this was the case we'll get uh, we'll get our one because he, he, uh, he's better than you you said he drained in but we're getting him on next week Al was on he's texting me no Al, Al, Al ain't coming on he's too, too busy ticking his birds so we've got we've got Newcastle home on the Sunday then we play Olympiacos away on the Thursday Everton at home on the Sunday Olympiacos the following Thursday Portsmouth away West Ham at home that's the next six that's maybe got three League games or yeah. home in a row. Has it happened? Well, why is that? Well, it's because of City. the odd, yeah, and it's the odd, you know, because of the FA Cup weekends, the way that it works, you play at home and then the following weekend, which would be an away game, then becomes that FA Cup yeah. weekend. So it's the way that they schedule it. But well, it's, 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 it's a, it's a favourable running, I think, for us at the minute. If we can go and get, although you'd like to think, just let me ask, just get through. I'm not, I don't really care how the result goes. Just get through. I, I think, think it's, really a it's a tough tire. game. A very I think tough it's a tough game. T- I can't believe people were unbeaten this season. Saying we're easily through. No, that's, it's a really tough try. Any easy. team that drops out of the Champions League is a tough tie, and we've been very unfortunate to get them because in the in the pot of them teams, they won the highest. They were mm. one of the highest non-seeded teams. They're, in their Greek league, I looked last night. They're top of the league, not lost a game. I know they're in the Greek mm. league. They lost one of their best players to Wolves, though. Um, Daniel Podence. Yes, they lost. They lost him obviously in January. Um, but you know, on paper, if we want to go and win that Europa League, they're a team we've got to be into the team that you want to worry about in that league, in that Europa League. But momentum is everything. Okay, you, know, you beat. Key. If you imagine if we can beat Newcastle and win well, then you go into the Olympiacos games. You then even picking up a draw, even if you, you if you win Small away from home, right you then play Everton at home and you've won back to back wins and all of a sudden you think, go on, we can do this. Yeah, and Everton well are patchy. Yeah. Everton are still a patchy team. No, they're second in the form, form table. Since he's come in. Mm, Ancelotti. And Newcastle, not an easy side to beat. They're not lifting up any trees, but they're not easy to beat. You know, they're getting some very plucky results under Steve Bruce. And I just want to win this weekend no, and I want to get our goal difference back into the positive. Oh, it would be nice this weekend... 17 to, 0. Yeah, yeah. But no, to go and get a convincing win, not one we're mm. holding, do what we used to do. Um, we used to 
put teams away like Newcastle and at home. We used to put them at ease. We used to put two, three nils, four nils. A couple of times, five, no. four half time. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Three nil, ten minutes, and we drew four four at St James's. That was the way. Yeah, at home, home game. Who used to put them? So it'd be nice to get a nice convincing win. We're not sitting on the edge of our seats. We're not biting our nails. <laughs> it'd be nice to go and get a two, three nil up at half time, and then just go and. What's your gut feel, both of you, actually, on if you count points and victories? Those are the ones. You know what I'm going to say. Wins, wins for all of them. <laughs> all right. I said that all season. Real, realism, Charlie. I, I think we're going to beat Newcastle. I think Arsenal will beat Everton. Olympiacos, I think we'll beat him at home. I think it'll be very tough the, the, the away game. And I think Portsmouth away. Cup. I think mean, I yes. want a strong side. Currently on a Good club run. record, Good nine yeah. wins on the spin. They are pitch? unbeaten at home. Have you seen their pitch? Yeah, they're unbeaten on that pitch it's, at home. It's like a beach. It's just all full of sand. Terrible. Well, so that ain't going to fit us any good. It's working for them. No team has uh, 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 tasted a victory at Fratton Park this season. Have they and beaten we go Premier there. League opposition? They haven't, no. They beat Barnsley in the last round and I can't think who they beat in the third round. It Fleetwood, I think, off the top of my head. But they're still a good side. They are absolutely yeah, tearing it since Christmas under Kenny Jackett. I, do you know what? I, you, know, I, you know me, I'm normally Mr. Pragmatic or Negative, but... I'm looking at all of those games and thinking, I think this break has come right at the right time for us. I do. The problem is, I want to ask you both, we've done this every single <laughs> week since week one. Yeah, and we oh, genuinely, have. if I could clip it up, we go, I think this game against Sheffield Let's United, we're going to do them. For, you know Leicester, they're not that good. We'll go up there, <laughs> we'll do them. Uno Emery's gone now, so Freddie Ingvar's taken yeah. and we've got Norwich away, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think now, looking at those fixtures, we're going to win all six and we're still sitting here with two league wins in 17. So until I see it, I can't even say, even you going, I'm Mr Negative, but I think that's six wins. Oh, no. I don't... I don't We've oh, got five wins and a draw away too. Well, all right, thanks for Olympia bringing Arcos. that down there you go. somewhat slightly. <laughs> we have to be positive. We have to. We, but what I do like now, we've got players coming back now. Tierney's coming back. Mm. Bellerin's back. You've got all these people now. Just welcome break for Bellerin at the minute. Oh, brilliant! Yeah, do you know I mean, so just hopefully yeah. we're just getting a nice squad together. We've got Nketiah back. I know he was one of those like a new signing. Just got someone. All right, Wenger. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I will say though? Um, you, I think I make you right, Charlie, on what you were saying about the players. They look happy. They're together. You know, they're enjoying themselves in that bar, or whatever it was. But as great as that is, I don't want to sound cliched. That needs to translate now. It's all very well saying we've had this positivity, and you know, we I can I can legislate for some of the stuff that's happened. The Aubameyang sending off, the Louise sending off, the injuries, not being able to play a full left back. I've almost in my mind, can, I've com- compartmentalized. Arteta's opening five, six weeks because of the concertina effect of all of the games. But now, this is it. I, I, I'm not, I don't want to make it sound like, oh, you're out of excuses, but we have to start picking up wins now. There has to be, like Ozil said, you're going to see big improvement. We have to see it, and we have to see it now. Just quickly on that, because you're saying we're seeing players are happier. The Aubameyang news and the speculation won't go away. We're hearing that Barcelona, 80 million, is still interested, and... You know, he's still not happy, wants Champions League football, it all rides whether we can offer him that. What do we if, know is the latest and what to, what do you two think on it? If Barcelona offers eighty million for a baby hang, we've got to take it. I'm oh, sorry, you have to. What about if they offered forty million? Let's try and be a bit more realistic. I'd say you probably have to take it, unfortunately. Yeah. I think we've let a Bamiang down, he hasn't let us down. We we've not we've not matched his ambition. Pierre Emerick Bamiang should be playing the Champions League every year. It should be. 
and is probably one of the very few players in that team that should be playing in the Champions League week in, week out. It should be. Yeah. We've let him down. He come to us when we... Was we in the Champions No, we wasn't no, in the Champions League. Yeah. So he has never played Champions League football with Arsenal. For a club of our size, that's shocking. Okay? Him and Lacazette. I think Lacazette... I really like Lacazette. But I think as well, we need to be playing Aubameyang, probably one of the best strikers in the world, in his position. And that's down, for, down the middle. He's a centre forward. That's what he should be playing. We 100%. should be playing down there. If that means Lacazette's going to get the arm sitting on the bench, on the bench, I'm sorry, mate. The last six, seven, how many goals has he scored this season? Is it uh, five? five. five mm, he hasn't scored an away goal in a year, is Do you it? know what I mean? So, I, I, much as I really like Lacazette, I love his work rate, I love his attitude, and I think strikers are a premium at the moment. You look at Man United, Sonny Garlo, we've got two world-class strikers. Very fortunate we've got both of them at the minute. But, a world-class striker is no good if he ain't scoring goals. And he hasn't been scoring goals at the minute. I'm not knocking he's trying. So Aubameyang needs to be playing for the middle for me. I think start Aubameyang, get uh, Martinelli Martinelli on the wing, and Nicolas Pepe has to start. We missed him against Burnley. Because what he does, he does not give the ball away. The ball sticks to his feet. He, he takes it, he holds that ball a bit longer than he would normally. And obviously he brings players into the game. He's one player that can actually on a one-on-one situation can actually do something and beat someone. Mm. So I think you missed him at Burnley. I think we haven't seen what we haven't seen, and we didn't see this last season when um, Aubameyang when Lacazette had a period of time out injured, didn't he? And Aubameyang was through the centre. And what we didn't see is very, very rapid wide forwards because we were playing Iwobi, who's a dribbler, yep. and Mkhitaryan yep. either side of Aubameyang. Imagine if you can play the rapid forwards that we've got now. Reese Nelson is not. He's not the quickest in the world. He's not slow though. But he's quick. He's, he's half quick. decent. He's half decent. And, Pepe and very, very quick. You've got Kalasnats back. You get Tierney back. You're not playing Sakra at left back. Martinelli as well. He's got a bit of pace about him. So there is pace and there are runners either side of Aubameyang. Play him centrally. Even with Ceballos back now as well, our squad just looks so much healthier. We're not scratching about now. We've got good options. And if you want to rest someone one of these games, you can make the odd change. And I think you will see that over the next few. Because you said, that's a lot of games in the short space of time now. And we've got to just go for it. Yeah, we're playing Sunday, Thursday, Sunday, Thursday, Monday. The Man City Sadly. game, being them getting the carry-out cut, has done us a massive favour, really, because they've put that Portsmouth game now to the Monday. So now we play, rather than playing Thursday, Sunday, midweek, Saturday, we're now playing Thursday, Monday, Saturday. Got a long break before West Ham. So hopefully it's done us a bit of a favour. Maybe that could play uh, in Arsenal's favour, give them an advantage going into the game, seeing Arteta return to City as well. But it is Newcastle next. The start of a run that uh, Chris was saying we're going to win six from six. Unbelievable stuff. Gavin Webster, the comedian and Newcastle fan, is joining us next. Love sports. You're listening to the Arsenal Fan Show on Love Sports Radio with me, Charlie Hawkins. Joined in the studio with Gunners Tan, Chris Howard and Charlie East. What a show we've had so far. Looking at the next run of fixtures. Comments from the players and fans about Unai. Unai chiming in today saying that he left Arsenal in a better position because they was in a decline. He stopped the rot. What do you make about that? And could we see Aaron Ramsey, the prodigal son, returning for the Gunners? No. Maybe Arsenal on a warm winter training break, uh, break in Dubai at the minute. They are back tomorrow. Well, it is time to look at the Newcastle game in full, give it a proper uh, preview. Gavin Webster, comedian, will be joining us in just a minute to tell us what he thinks from a Newcastle perspective. They come, Chris, with a little bit of decent form. They're only just below us in the league. They don't concede many goals. They don't score a lot either. Mm. What are you making of the contest? I think it's... 
I think it feels to me like, well, most games this season, it depends whether Arsenal are actually going to show up. I think we will, though. I, I don't know why. I just have this positive feeling. And I know what you're going to say, Charlie. We've had that all season. Um, both Charlies, actually. We've had that all season. And what happens is we, we end up 2-2, 1-1, something like that. But I just feel like we need to score. And we need to score. If we score relatively early, then I think the game should be open yeah, up for us. Because so. Yeah, but if we score early, then what, what have Newcastle got? They've got to push. They've got to go for it. Otherwise... It's just mm. going to be a battering. So, yeah, but we done that against Palace. We went one 0 up, and I thought, yeah, but we were also are. shafted by VAR on that. Let's yeah. be honest, that could happen that again. Game, it, it it could, but it shouldn't. I, I'm I don't think I've seen as terrible a decision as that Palace VAR decision. Uh, Unai Emery is currently trending on Twitter. I'm sure it's because everyone's listening to us. Oh, 100%. <laughs> Charlie, uh, Newcastle then on the weekend. And obviously we beat him. It was the opening game of the season yep. up at St. James's 2-0. That was when we was uh, we thought we can't wait for this second <laughs> season. Unai, Danny Ceballos, all going well. All going well hasn't it? turned out that way. What do you make of it? Well, I think it's, if you were going to pick a game to play, it'd be one of the ones I'd pick. Right it's, now. Right yeah. now. I think yeah. you, you don't want to play someone who's really down there fighting for their lives. You don't want to play no one who's up there around us, uh, up uh, going for the title. Mm. It'd be a game that I'd, I'd, I'd favourably want to choose. And I think, so, I know we keep saying about the wins, it, we got to have a good win soon. And I'm just hoping Saturday is the, the day it happens. Or well, Sunday, sorry. Well, could it be the day Sunday uh, at 4.30 at the Emirates? Well, Gavin Webster, comedian and Newcastle fan, has joined us now. Gavin, really good to get you on. We really appreciate you giving us a couple minutes of your time. Newcastle going well, though, this season. Maybe having a better season than Arsenal today. It's, it's actually been a better one than was predicted under Steve Bruce. What are you making of it? Just a huge slices of luck, really, put it down to a concise sentence, really. Huge slices of luck. Are you just saying that really Steve Bruce is winging it at the minute? I know they. Uh, it's always a claim that he doesn't. he's not the master of tactics, but he has been the master of beating the bigger uh, sides, the supposed big clubs, and getting results there. I think winging it's a bit strong, like, you know what I mean? I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't disrespect the world in that, in that way. You know, he probably, he's forgotten more about football than I'll ever know, but um, ultimately... <laughs> I don't know. We've won games where I don't know whether this is a modern trait in football, but um, there's games where we have had less possession by some discernible distance compared to the other team, and that's at home as well. That's in James's Park, and we've still managed to get wins. And it's I think I think it's catching up with us a little bit now, and we're, we're getting we're winning games in the last minute and things, you know, and injury time and stuff as well. Um, I, it's a it's a funny season to know what to make of it, but. I think we've been a bit lucky this season. We've also been a bit lucky with injuries. Lots of, lots of fans bemoan injury, the, the the injuries in terms of how many injuries they, they get. But, you know, you do get some seasons where we, you don't really get very many people injured. Even though there's been, uh, you know, people point towards the list of injuries Steve Bruce has had. But these are squad players in general. In the key positions, we've not really had any horrific injuries. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gavin, it's Chris here. Um Talk to me about Sant Maximan. Um, what's more exciting about it? Is it him bearing down on goal or his fantastic uh, haircut and uh, and Alice Band? Well, there's two things really. He's, he's, statistically, um, every time he plays, Newcastle do a lot better. You know, the results are much better since he's been playing, and he's exciting to watch, isn't he? And, and I think people um, forget about 
players in general, how they can wear people down. People are obsessed with stats these days, aren't they? Assists and goals and things. But a great player can wear you down, can't you? And I think he wears teams down. I think I think that's been the best signing so far um, in this in this particular this particular reign, this particular regime. You know. I, 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 Gavin, quick one. I mean, I've always been a big fan of John Joe Shelby. Um, is he injured or is he just not involved for the team? Can't he get a game? But where is Shelby at the minute? Well, Shelby's in and out. He was ne- he was never a favourite of Rafa. Um, he uh, sort of inherited him, and but then he did he did, he did fight his way back into contention, and then Steve Bruce picked him again. I'm, I'm a fan as well. I'm like, yeah, you know, I like he's him. Player. He's kind of a. He, everybody knows he's a, he's a he's a little bit one pierced, but some of the greatest players were that sort of, you know, like uh, had a, a laconic style, you know, and uh, a la Perlo, people like that. If you want to look at the modern. Modern game. I wouldn't compare the, him to them, but yeah. But like, that, that, that's <laughs> no, no, right. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I know he was a comedian, mate, but. All right, then I'll give you, I'll give you what you're probably going to of, like Mick Martin and, and, and uh, Tommy Cassidy and uh, uh, players like that. Very slow <laughs> players, but, one, but, good, but good, good ball players, but just one pierced, if you like. Yeah. You know? um, and it, it's that style, isn't it? But I mean, there is a serious point to that. Like, people like people like Perlow, and that's, I can imagine there would have been. There would have been coaches back in the early days saying, "Well, he's not playing; he's not yeah. quick enough." You know, mm. you know the, the way the ridiculous, um, dogmatic way that um, selectors of teams um, uh, tend to say. You know, the, the, that famous quote about Gerd Muller in the early sixties at, at um, Bayern Munich. Uh, apparently, um, the, uh, the coach of the Bayern Munich youth team said, "I'm not having this bear amongst my racehorses." And, you know, <laughs> just because he was a little bit, you know, a bit chunky and all that, and uh, that, that's. That's a mistake people can sometimes make, you know? Yeah. So, um, Gavin, so obviously we were just talking about we played Newcastle first game of the season away. We got a gritty 1-0 victory. How different is this Newcastle team at the moment compared to that team at the beginning of the season in terms of playing style? Well, it's, it's, it's not really that different to what it was last season, really, in, in, in terms of um, uh, it, it's... Uh, it, 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 like Rafa had them very well, well organised, really. You missed Rondon um, too, didn't you? You what, sorry? You missed Rondon too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What a player he was, I think. Loss, really. Yeah, because he didn't need many chances to, to, to put one away. You know, he didn't actually need he didn't need more than one 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 chance to. It, uh, it was a perfect player goal. for the Prem, I think. The way he, he, his size, his his physique, he, he was strong, wasn't he? I thought he was. Uh, I, I I thought when I see United linked with him uh, in the January, I, I thought I didn't want United to get him. I thought he'd do well for someone like that. You've just brought Danny Rose in, Gavin. Um, he's sure to get some stick from us on Sunday. You, uh... yeah, no, yeah, no doubt. Obviously, from where he's he's, he's come from. Um, but I don't know. He's, it's it's all very short term, you know. I, I don't mm. want to don't want to do that harping on about. Everybody thinks their club's massive and everything. I'm not. I'm not going to go down that road. But the the idea that we're doing people on loans till the end of the season is like tells you tells you where we've fallen to in the last fifteen years. Really, I think. Yeah. yeah, Gavin, just quickly then, what is your score prediction for the weekend? Oh, gosh, it's going to be a tough one, this, but I'll be cautious and say that it may be a narrow 2-1 win to Arsenal. 2-1 win to Arsenal. I think they'll take that, Gavin. You'll be definitely <laughs> welcome next time on the show. Gavin Webster there, comedian. Really appreciate Gavin Thanks, giving Gavin. us some time Thank there. You. He was going for an Arsenal win. They need it. I turn my attention to you two in the studio. I've just been, I've just been looking at their like, recent results, Newcastle. Bar the win against Chelsea, they're not picking them up win-wise. So, I'll, I'm well, going for... Neither f- Arsenal. No, but I'm going, <laughs> for a, I'm, going for, I'm going for a clean sheet and all. I'm going for a 3-0 win. 
Three nil win. Lacazette to come off the bench and score. Oh, very bold. Brace, brace, two nil. Brace, brace, two nil. Who from? Who's getting the brace? Um, Obama Yang. Obama Yang. You got to put some money on that. And how about Nicholas Pepe? I just, I think, I think Lacazette. The way the problem with Lacazette is he's pick, he's picking the ball up too deep and he's not getting into those positions. You know what? Nicholas Pepe. I've, I've seen so many other fans like. The stick is and horrendous. You, he's going to come good for us. I'm telling you. He's going to be good. Next year, he's going to be his year. Because there was that video when he said, no defender can get the better of me, and everyone jumped on yeah. that straight away. Oh, mate, I'm telling you, I like him. I like him. When he plays, he's a player that excites me. He gets the ball. I'm like, go on. Like, mm. excites so me. young. He's still six months in English football. Uh, we're eager to see uh, his next chapter, what will happen in an Arsenal shirt. Well, this has been the Arsenal Fan Show on Last Sport Radio. We've gone Tan, uh, Chris Howard, Charlie Easton, me, Charlie Hawkins. We will see you next week at the same time at 7 o'clock, but it is Arsenal Newcastle on the weekend. It will be three points. Come on, you Gunners. Thanks for downloading this podcast from Love Sport Radio. For more, go to lovesportradio.com for all the latest podcasts, news and views. Or for more, follow us at Love Sport Radio on Twitter.